Good afternoon. Hello and welcome. And welcome to the American Outlaws podcast. No one warned me we'd be talking like this. We've never started a show like that. I just figured that it would really creep people out. It sounded like a Halloween episode, but it should be Baby Jesus episode. I don't even know what I was going for there. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Zach. Well, I'm going to stick I'm with I'm going to be your host for the evening. I'm also joined by Corey Dark Ages Donahue. <laughs> Who absolutely Hello. hates every piece of technology that's ever invented because it only hurts his life somehow. And yet I have a smartphone. It's uh, still considered a smartphone. I guess so. I guess so. I don't know what the I know what you're thinking. smart piece is about it. Looking around the table and we have a iPad, a MacBook, all this sweet gear. We have Boxer Beer. From Monroe, Wisconsin. From Monroe, Wisconsin. Which I'm guessing is under snow right now. So iPads and iPhones and, and Monster Beats by Dre. Headphones littered everywhere. And the only thing plugged <laughs> in in this entire room, other than our gear, is Corey's paper shredder. <laughs> that, and most, I don't know why you're so afraid of technology. I don't, most, I don't get it. Most people think that's a bread maker, but it's a paper shredder. Like if there's and, one conversation that I could really fit into the rest of my year, my year that... that ends tomorrow you got two days yeah well okay two days sort of a day and a half day and a half would be a conversation between you and bob bradley about technology (laughs) that would be riveting as as much as any conversation with bob bradley is riveting right it would keep my attention for the entire 10 seconds (laughs) what's up guys we're the american outlaws thanks for listening we've got a great show coming up do we yeah it should be yeah wrap up end of year stuff we got a cool guest our man kyle martino is going to give us a little jingle here What's in a up, while. What's up, Kyle? Yo, Kyle! <laughs> my sister used to date someone named Kyle, and me and my... He never said a word. <laughs> and me and my brother, he would come to dinner, and me and my brother would look at him for a second, and he'd look up from his, like, depression, and Whiff would go, What's up, Kyle? Why was he so depressed? I don't know. He was oh. just a depressed guy. Well, that's odd. What's on your mind, Corey? What's going on? What's going on in the <clears throat> world of U.S. soccer? Well, let's see. I don't know. We haven't had a game in what seems like six months. This is true. We have a game in three weeks, but <laughs> I've only heard about half of the players. This Did you true. hear that noise my dog just made? That's why I was laughing so weird. Did it just puke? It sounded like it. The uh, dog's dead. Let's move on. But I'm going to warn you. I haven't heard of all the players in the January camp. I have a cold, so I sound like hell. That's fine. However, if at any time our banter takes a toll or slows down, just say go, and I have a World Cup rant just in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> Well, let's continue with uh, the January camp, no or as our buddies at the Shingardian would like to call it, the Camp Cupcake. <laughs> and as we like to call it here at American Outlaws, the January annual getaway. Getaway. Can I call it that? It's more like the Ameristar employee... Um, of the year trip (laughs) and they send their top 24 employees out to LA. If you count the chips right for a whole year, you get to go to LA for a vacation. (laughs) So they send all these employees, they put them in us jerseys and they make them play. We're of course kidding. We Uh, are of course kidding. (laughs) We live and die by this team. Obviously that's why we're here. Hey, I I wish I had better research this, but there are a lot of players that have started play their first or second cap at that January camp and have gone on to lead successful U.S. careers. Kenny Cooper. What? <laughs> Johnny Bornstein. successful. Maybe I mispronounced successful. Yeah, I think he did. Because <laughs> the only two I can remember for first caps were Kenny JB. Cooper and, and uh, 
Johnny Bornstein, who yeah. both scored that game, and now look where they are. Yeah, that's true. One's Bornstein's in Honduras, <laughs> living in a palace, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And Kenny Cooper got shipped back to Germany. But yeah, he's doing better. I hear though. He is. I don't. I don't follow him all that close, but I hear that he's doing okay. So, well, well yeah, I mean, big... we only talk about him once a month on this podcast. <laughs> you talk about him, and I try I... to change the subject. <laughs> I talk about him and piss everybody in the room off, including our producer. Sorry. Okay, moving on. Well, I don't know. Uh, LA is going to be fun. We got. Uh, oh, I forgot to print out the uh, lineup. Can you pull it up on your fame on your fabulous little it's, thing there? It's already up. What do you want to talk about? I mean. I'll... Flip the old flip iPad around. Flip, there you go. Flip around there. And look at you. Look at technology just treating you well. I can't even read that far. Let's see. Can you can you increase this font size? Yeah, you sure can. <laughs> I like the midfield. The midfield is solid. <laughs> Ali Bedoya. We've seen him before. He's good. Jeff Lorenowitz. That we were talking about him earlier. He and I go way back. Yep. I say that. I don't. I. I don't mean it. Uh, <laughs> Discarud. Excited about what he put on in uh, South Africa. I like Discos, too. He was good in South Africa. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got a good midfield. We always have a good midfield. Yeah. Like Dax? <laughs> Dax has a drink, doesn't he? Dax, <laughs> D- Dax does have a drink. Uh, Omar Gonzalez in the back. Stud. And Tim Ream is a stud. stud. We're always sick at keeper. Our midfield's looking good. Agudela up front. Teal Bunbury from... S- Kansas City Wizards. Uh, <laughs> still I almost use. screwed it up, and I almost oh. said it's okay. <laughs> Chris Wondolowski, the Enigma. We'll find out if he's for real. Or <laughs> I think it's just because San Francisco had such a good year. Yeah, baseball, but he, world champions. And he, Wondolowski was oh, fantastic. Was it was just something in the water this year. Yeah, up there in the Bay Area. <laughs> we don't ever play games there. I'd love to go there. I don't know. We do every once in a while, but it's not often enough. I am looking forward to the trip to L.A., though. Oh, yeah. Three weeks, get out of this bitter, bitter-ass cold. It was nice today, but it's going to get bad. It's fucking cold out Didn't right now. Did you go now. hunting today? I did. <laughs> I did. Shoot yourself some geese? My shoulder is killing me right now. <laughs> did you go cow hunting? I am not a hunter whatsoever. You I'm not a, a golfer. Yeah. They, it's, it's, it's not for me. <laughs> But you I did hit a couple of the state. targets. We're playing. Uh, we're playing what's called trap shooting. Some okay. guys from work took me out there, and it was uh, it was pretty fun. Sounds awful. I mean, it was a good time. It's not like, you know, my my typical like uh, you know relaxation activities usually revolve around having a couple beers, you know, hanging out. It's not that. really something you do with a shotgun in your hand. <laughs> you, you, know, can. you can. You can, but I, uh, yeah, especially with a guy that, that. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't want to spring new rumors. Yeah, probably true. So where's the party uh, night before in L.A.? We will be at Dylan's, is that correct? Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. And we will be at uh, Rudy's. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and then Rudy's. Newport Beach. <laughs> in OC. In Newport Beach. For our OC chapter. and uh, That's the night before. And then our tailgate slash picnic slash day of parties, obviously, across the street from HDC. Off you guys were there last pub. year. I wasn't there last year. How was it? It's good. Talk it's, to me. it's called the Off Campus Pub. the The bar inside is literally just nothing: concrete walls and floor. That but it's is, fine. But they, they have alcohol there. Yes, they have booze. I don't drink. And they open up the entire back. It's just a giant parking lot, and we can picnic table it. And we had a shitload of people come down last time. It was good last That'd year. Be good. And what we're doing this awesome. year actually is uh, grilling out back. Yes. So we're providing some food. Who's talking? Did you introduce him? 
this is our producer. I don't need an introduction. JB. I think you do. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, Grillin, we're actually uh, talking about providing a keg, too. Fantastic. Keg or keg to our members. Yeah. Can, can you beat that? Can no, we no. get a keg of Boxer? I'll work on it. Talk to Monroe. Google Boxer beer. It's probably the finest you've ever had. It, it, or I, look it up on Google Maps on the satellite. You'll see a bunch of people in denim. I'm yeah. guessing. <laughs> Wearing a lot of denim. Jesus. <laughs> I'm it comes in a 36-pack. That's why I buy it. I love it when people from Nebraska talk shit about other states. I know. Like, we just, we're, like, we're hot. hot. We are the absolute worst. Let's kick this bitch up a notch. What do you think? All right. Uh, I <laughs> sent you a text today, and I said I want to what's, do some awards what's a, for the wait, year. What's a text? I don't what? Well, What's I've got the smartphone. Oh, yeah, your smartphone. Okay. It's a Palm Pre. All and, right. Uh, you type in things. And, uh, yeah, so let's do the end of the year awards. 2010 ends in two days. I'm not proud of where I'm at, but I'm proud of where the U.S. is. And let's talk about it. I am actually 100% in agreement <laughs> with you for the first time in my life. <laughs> All right. Here it are my. Feel, in, um, I live in fucking Groundhog's Day. It, it's, it's, it, I can't get out of it, and the thing that sucks That's is that why the January camp is there. I know, but it the shitty thing the about my life is that there's no Bill Murray to hang out with. But I still live in Groundhog. You're the, the first person shit happens to. <laughs> you're the first person to think that it's bad that Bill Murray's not in your life. I think. What are you talking about? You think he's a good-looking guy? I think. Or you just want him around? Have you seen Zombieland? No. Well, should I have? Write it down. <laughs> I'll type it on my smartphone. Oh God! Hold on, it'll take. It's gonna take, and no. it's gonna take me a few minutes. So get back to me. But seriously, All right, hit me with the awards. <laughs> hit me with the awards. I got a cold. A and just to let you guys know, everybody who wins this award gets absolutely nothing. <laughs> they get our, they get our mention. Landon, True. Landon he needs will it. Probably yeah, show up on here, and he could use a little attention. Yeah, he needs from it. Us. All right, I I sent. Did you have any categories to add? I sent you five categories. No, remember I was busy all day. Oh yeah, <laughs> blasting fools. <laughs> all right, all right. My five categories are player of the year, game of the year, second best moment of the year, <laughs> naturally. Duh. Pre-game of the year. I even came up with that one. I thought it was a good idea. Okay. Most I don't know why you just <laughs> stared into my big brown beautifuls right there, but that was <laughs> creepy. Okay. And most improved player of the year, which I had. Oh, we'll get to it anyway. Okay. Let's start with the big one. Your player of the year. Do you want to start with me? You want to start with you? Where do you want to go? Uh, it's pretty straightforward. His name's Landon Donovan. <laughs> and oh my God! That's who I am. Congratulations. God, he's so lucky to get mentioned by us. We'll send your shit in the mail. Started. And he's also up for most awesomest dude award on Sports Nation. And he is winning right now. The, real thing. Yes, the voting ends January second. So oh, go to ESPN Sports Nation and vote for our boy LD. He's also the American Outlaws 2010 Player of the Year. Just announced what a right now. Yeah. Yeah. He deserves it, man. He's the shit. He started the year at Everton. You might remember way back oh, in. Oh God, he was on whatever fire. that was. And Absolutely on fire. Killed it. Scored three of our five goals in the World Cup. Can you tell I did research? Uh, <laughs> And let's remember, this was all when he was fighting with his wife, and, I, yeah, and he played better for it. Divorce, I read on TMZ because that's my home page. It's finally just going down. But <laughs> hey, Landon, we love you. We're we with got you. Back. Yeah, keep on keeping on. Can I give an honorable, a little honorable mention? Yeah, I think we can do that for for all the awards. I will allow that. All right, as <laughs> as the ruler of this competition, <laughs> I, don't know why I, I will asked. allow that. 
Mickey Mickey Bradley for me. On the basis of he covered more ground than any other player in the World Cup in the group stage, we would have been more lost without him, I think, than any other player, including Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan's our flair guy. No doubt about it. We wouldn't have won many games, but we would have lost a lot more games if we had not had Mr. Bradley in there. Yeah, and he's he's really stepped up. You're welcome, Mike. He's really stepped up in the... um Kind of Frankie Haduk department of just being a leader too. Oh, I think yeah. he was lost probably about two years ago as far as being super young and not knowing what's going on and kind of flying into everything. Yeah, I think Landon doesn't have that in him. Yeah. He's he's not the leader that he needs to be. He's just a, a he's fucking a good guy. Player. Everybody loves him. He works his ass off, and you'll never get anything else from him. Yeah. So he kind of leads by example. I guess Lives for U.S. soccer. But I, I feel like Mike Bradley really stepped up and, and kind of took control of that team, especially in the midfield, and it was unbelievable. Did you see uh, fake Bob Bradley's tweet the other day that, that Junior was in town? And, yeah. Uh, and they were wa- re-watching a nil-nil draw from three years ago, and they're going to put it on repeat. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Next category, game of the year. Now, I'm going to surprise you with this one because everybody obviously says the same fucking things for these. So I wanted to mix it up a little bit. Okay, go. All right, ready? Game of the year. For me, U.S. versus Australia. Whoa! <laughs> I just blew your lid. Yeah, that's Not the really. fucking <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever heard. All right. Everybody was thought I was going to say, and I probably should have said Algeria <laughs> or Slovenia or England or one of these meaningful games, oh, right. blah, blah, blah. I came out of the U.S.-Australia game more hyped for the World Cup than any other game leading up to it. I know it might not be exactly the way, but we dominated okay. Australia. Because I look back at t- to 2006, and I think we were pretty similar to Australia talent-wise and with what we did in that tournament. So I... So then we played Australia, and we fucking dominated them. I don't know if you remember. We could have scored yeah. 15 goals that game. Yeah, yeah. And it was in the morning, and I got to take off work, go to the bar. And we were just hyped to leave for Africa, too. Right. So it was, it was nice to watch us play it. well. That was for me. I don't know. Obviously, the other games were better, but I wanted to disapp- – everybody says those, and I like yeah. to be different. Well, mine's, mine's a little different, too. Obviously, Slovenia and England and Algeria were the games of the year. Uh, but my Not Ghana? Throw-in game was the turkey game, and more specifically, the second half of the turkey game. Oh, yeah. The fans we were fucking amazing. The American allies that were there in Philly Working were it. unbelievable. Spectre, we finally got to find out that it was just trash. <laughs> Demerit had to do every single bit of covering for him, and then we had just a classic <laughs> U.S. scrap and fight back in that second half. I thought that was a great game. Yeah. All right. Good pick. Thanks, man. You didn't get the... Uh the whole treatment, but... That's because you took it, but... I like to... Okay. Yeah, steal everything. <laughs> Moving on. For the... the One of the one of the biggest awards. The second best moment of the year. Go along with you on that. That's a great category. It is a good category. All we right. all know what the best moment Duh. was. <laughs> the one that still makes us kind of tear up a little bit. Um, As I did yesterday when I rewatched clearly. the Clearly. <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned that because... I used the microphone to tap on the table. That was weird. <laughs> What's your second best moment of the year? Mine was a tie. Okay. Can I do that? <laughs> yeah. Second and third, they split it. First goal against Slovenia. A lot of people are going to say second goal against Slovenia. I'm going to go first goal. Lando's goal. Okay. Because you may remember. Also the American Outlaws player of the year. That scored that goal. <laughs> yeah. Lando. If you didn't know who he was before. Yeah. <laughs> you may remember when Lando scored that goal. You and Brunken were standing down the row from myself and Jordan and Matt. Mm-hmm. 
in in the stadium. Just want to brag. Mm-hmm. And we looked at each other after that goal. I don't know if you remember yes. it. Yes. And yes. we knew it was yes. on, and everyone in the stadium knew it was on, and everyone watching at home knew it was on, and we're like, let's fucking do this. Because yeah. right after the second half, the way he scored it, like, you just knew it wasn't stopping there, and you knew it was going to get better. And so that was – that's my leading I'll, – I'll go that second. Close third is the first time I watched the world reacts to Landon Donovan's goal on YouTube. When we got back <laughs> to the States? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, I don't know. What's yours? Um, for the second best moment of 2010 for U.S. soccer was my goal against the Fat Cats <laughs> FC of South Africa in Johannesburg, in Johannesburg Park. Literally – Sevens of fans came out <laughs> in drones, and it was unbelievable. But the, <laughs> to give you a little... How I does just, one go out in droves? Well, <laughs> literally, they all walked down that sixes hill. of others just showed up. Hey, look, after I scored that goal, I heard a Vuvuzela, but it was like a mile away <laughs> in like another park for some other reason. <laughs> Somebody probably was honking. It was so. an unbelievable finish, but I did want to just give a plug for one goal uh, The the documentary team that was out there and that's coming out really soon Holler. and um yeah that's that's going to be my my uh those who come to the rally in second March? best moment of the year because it, it was also my birthday on it was June a water third when landon donovan scored in the 92nd oh minute against Algeria's best day of my life yeah no joke <laughs> that's a good one of one of that them anyway clearly is a watershed moment for u.s soccer Sure was. I mean, that finish outside of my right foot reverberated. It was unbelievable. Around, Around the, the world. goalie, <laughs> the goal stanky leg that. in the corner. <clears throat> God. <clears throat> Pre-game of the year is the next award up. Pre-game of the year, my personal favorite category. I gave you the look earlier. I'm giving it's, it to you a, now. Yeah, this is a more of American outlaw category. Yeah, this is what we do. It's is party do. and support the team. Correct. So, ready for it? Ready. Algeria game. Obvious. Had yeah, to be it's, said. It's pretty simple. But uh, mine was so, exactly the same. Our pregame party in Pretoria was across the street from the embassy, U.S. embassy. Right. And tons of people there. Out of control. Including Sunil Galati and the, the higher ups. And cameraman! <laughs> Michael Cameraman was there. <laughs> Correct. Fake Bob Bradley's best friend. <laughs> and Minion. <laughs> and uh, about hundreds of other people. And a march to the stadium that I will not soon forget as the bus drove through it. You might recall, Brogan's trying to distract me. I'm not allowing him to. Right. Uh, just something I'm not going to forget. The players aren't going to forget. You might remember after the game, Bob Bradley with tears in his eyes. Was it Bob? Yeah. yeah, Bob Bradley with tears in his eyes is saying he remembers that as as a time where U.S. soccer fans really stepped up. And when the bus came by us? They said, on yeah, the street? And, yeah. yeah. And he, during he the march. That? How are you going to beat that? You're never going to beat that. You don't often get mentioned as a supporters group or as a you know as a supporter for the U.S. team in the post game, right? And so we can all be very proud of ourselves for Great inspiring the team. That's Everyone what we're there for. There. So yeah, it's why we do it. Uh, we are going to get our buddy Kyle Martino on the line now. I couldn't agree with you more. Let's do it. Alrighty, we are joined by our good buddy Kyle Martino. What's going on, Kyle? Nothing much, just uh, trying to stay away from brown snow in Manhattan. Ooh. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Manhattan, yeah, Manhattan snow only stays pretty for about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and I can then, imagine. Uh, and then it gets brown. <laughs> what, what is it like out there? Do you guys get buried? 
Oh yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. I uh, I was down in South Carolina seeing my family for Christmas, and then uh, Eva and I flew up here to see her family for after Christmas slash New Year's, and we were supposed to get in on Sunday, and then the snowstorm was so intense that uh, our flight got delayed from Sunday to Wednesday. Oh so, wow! Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that, that, that's a testament to how much snow drops here in the Big Apple. Jeez, for sure. You got to be excited to. Uh, are you going to make it out to LA for the game against Chile here for the uh, Camp Cupcake January camp? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, nice. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, a lot, I mean, as the schedule comes out, more and more games get announced. The the, the disappointment of dropping out of uh, the 2010 World Cup gets less and less as I see some some uh, opportunities for us to get back on the field and get in action. Right. Who excites you out of that January camp? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of young guys that um, that it's going to be interesting to see. You know, that I, I would say that uh, you know because I, I was a part of a lot of those January camps where it was it was never really a full um, you know full roster of 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 you know debutants and people auditioning and, and getting their first look in front of the national team. So it's going to be a wide range of different talent, different experience. But I would say. Uh, Breck Shea is someone I'm 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 really excited to see right. you know, how he starts getting into the fold. Uh, you know his his first game, like any young uh, guy getting his first cap, was a little bit shaky, a little nervous. But I think as he gets more comfortable in that national team scene, he seems to me to be the type of player that has that that special thing about him that we haven't really had in our midfield in a while, which is someone that can just run by people. Right. You know, it's like. I think of like Demarcus being one of the only guys in, in, in the past, you know, five, six, and plus years that that was uh, you know, a midfielder that could that could just get the ball, get his head down, and take people on one on one. So I hope Breck ends up being that type of player for us because you know, I think we can use it. Um, and then you know we had some we had some problems in the World Cup in the back and. Uh, you know, obviously, Gooch wasn't a hundred percent when he is. He, he, I think, he's a tremendous defender. And you know, Carlos kind of gets shifted from center back to outside and moved around. So we didn't really have a, a stable back four during the World Cup. So these young guys coming in, uh, you know, Tim Ream and Omar Gonzalez. Um, you know, these are the type of guys I want to see if they're going to be ready to, to, you know, to be that rock in the back for us. Because since Eddie Pope, um, there hasn't really been center back for us, I and mean, you could kind of argue Carlos has been that for us, but there hasn't really been a right. center back that, um, you know, you knew was, was our guy. You know, he was just always starting there. He was a rock, super solid. And I think, you know, Omar is going to come along a little bit. I think he's still trying to, you know, still trying to get seasoned, still trying to get some experience, but he's, you know, he has all of the attributes to be a very dominant, powerful uh, center back. And I think Tim Ream is great because he gives you – something that you don't get necessarily from Omar, which is um, just so calm and composed on the ball. You, know, you always feel comfortable him distributing out of the back. You know, it's not yep. one of those moments where you're like, all right, you know, goalkeepers kick it out because don't roll to any of these guys that are going to freak out. <laughs> um, so, I mean, outside of that, uh, you know, obviously we've had some, some trouble up top uh, with guys scoring goals. So I want to see if any of these young cats can, uh, can show us they know how to find the back of the net. Right. As someone who's played in, in those January camps, is it, I mean, is it, is it kind of like, cause there's a bunch of young guys, like you said, are, 
are players in that camp kind of with the mentality of I got to show I got to show for the coach or is it more of like you know we're the U.S. we, we want to be together as a team are is there a lot of individual thoughts going through their head or is there like more of a you know more of a team mentality in, in all those January camps because I would think that there'd be you know people want to show goods for the future so they'll be continually called in you know yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think it's a really interesting January camp because, I, I, you know, as I said before, I can't remember the last time that um, that that one of our national team coaches didn't bring in any of the normal starters. Normally, it's a time to take a look at some guys together with with you know our core players. So right. I think because he's not bringing in all of our big guns, it'll make everyone a little more relaxed in the camp. You know, I don't think anyone's going to be worried about. Uh, you know, making a mistake or not giving the ball to Landon or, like, you know, just trying to make that 18. Guys are just going to get there and be relaxed because everyone has, for the most part, the same experience level. I mean, say for Bedoya, I mean, it's going to be a bunch of guys that, that and this is one of their first looks in there. So, of yep. course, they're going to want to impress because, you know, one thing that hopefully Bob sticks to, um, you know, w- w- what he said is sort of his, his, his reason for calling the camp is, is trying to test out some young guys and giving them an opportunity, but not not spending the next four years, uh, you know, rolling, you know, making the national team a revolving door where players are coming in and out. You know, I don't think that's a good environment to to get ready for a World Cup. So he's right off the back going to take a look at some guys that might factor in. So I'm sure the guys thinking to themselves, you know, this might be my one and only shot. Uh, I need to perform well here, especially without all the other guys around, because once they bring in the European guys and, and the normal big guns, obviously a lot of us are going to be going. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle, hey, this is Zach. Um, just to pick your brain a second uh, with a couple of things you said there. Um, you know, when you joined the national team back in, you know, 2002, um, you know, you were playing, like you said, with, with guys like Eddie Pope, Tony Sané, you know, kind of those those rocks at the back that, that really weren't going to be changed at all. Do you feel like uh, this last World Cup cycle – that we would chalk up, you know, our defensive struggles to bad luck and injuries, or is that something that that maybe Bob missed the boat and maybe is now pushing the panic button, bringing in new guys, knowing that he wasn't uh, wasn't yeah. set there? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. You know, I I think, I, I you know I I think you know I've said it right right after the World Cup, I was pretty critical of Bob Bradley, and you know I think Bob's a great coach, but obviously coaching a national team and coaching on the World Cup. Is is the you know is the is the biggest stage, and and you have the biggest microscope and spotlight on you. So obviously all of your mistakes are going to be magnified. But you know I, I think the the mistake Bob made was um, was counting on guys that weren't fit. You know I mean we were getting ready for the World Cup yeah. and he was putting so much focus on getting Gucci back in the lineup. Um, that he didn't spend time to get a back four comfortable with each other. You know what I mean? When yeah. you, you can't play the first game of a World Cup with a back four that hasn't played together in, in two or three years. Well, you know you, I mean? it, it was yeah, you you can, but you'll was, you'll find out in four minutes that Frank <laughs> Lampard's going to chew you up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think I think Bob, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, Bob's a really smart guy. Hopefully, he learned from his mistakes because I think one of the biggest mistakes was. Thinking that one individual defender being in the mix 
would be more important than a back four that was cohesive and understood yeah. each other yeah. and and felt comfortable playing with each other. What do you what do you make of this Agudelo character? Because there's a ton of hype. What do you what do you think about him? You know what? It's it, it's funny. We, it, we you know we kind of went through this uh, with Eddie Johnson a little bit, right? You know, he comes right. in has a blowout uh, debut, and everyone's talking about you know Eddie Johnson is going to be the next Pele. So we we need to be careful for a couple reasons. One, this is a young kid. You know, I mean, we can't we can't be hyping him up and and and. Uh, you know, put all this expectations on someone. Hey, we're for that Freddie not only just became an, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, if you if you if you put too much too early on on some of these young kids, I mean, he just became a professional, let alone an international. I mean, we've got to be realistic with what we expect from him. Does he have talent? Does does he have potential to you know to be an exciting goal scorer? Absolutely. Is he ready to be a mainstay in the U.S. national team? Absolutely not. What yeah. what can you uh, tell us a little bit more specifically coming from uh, you know yourself as the rookie of the year in, in MLS and then Agudelo in the exact same role? Um, wasn't that the same year that you came into the national team? Yeah, yeah. So I, I came into the national team. Um, you know, I was I was a little older than him, but yeah, when, uh, after my rookie season, and um, you know, it's it's funny the, um, the 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 same. Obviously, you know, these these young talented soccer players go through many steps. And their development as a player, you know, first is the jump from uh, from college to professional, which is a big jump. You know, yeah. you learn really quick. All the things that I got away with against UNC at Clockner were not coming <laughs> off uh, right? you know, against DC United and Eddie Pope. So you 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 when you're when you're talking about a rookie of the year candidate, you're talking about someone who. Um, who makes that adjustment and gets rid of bad habits that we developed because things kind of came easily at the stage before really quickly. So uh, all the rookie of the year candidates, uh, if you look at Nahar and Mwanga and, and, and you know, when you talk about Agudelo, they're, they're all players that have the ability to, to be flashy and, and do stepovers and run at people and do all those things that young soccer players think make you a badass. And, all of them are picking and choosing the right moments to do that, which is making them uh, ahead of their class and making them, you know, get looks with with uh, with the national team. So now the next big step, the one that was really difficult for me, I remember when I was after my rookie of the year season, is making that next jump so quickly from going from college. Now you're playing full internationals, where I mean, talk about not getting away with things. I mean, if you're not. If your head isn't on a swivel, if you don't have where you're going with the ball thought out, if your touch isn't perfect, you're going to get murdered out there. And and you know it takes it takes playing in those games and going into these January camps to realize it. You know, yeah. I remember my first my first uh, national team camp. You know, all the guys came over from Europe, and I was one of the only MLS guys in there. And I remember the, after the first training, thinking to myself. Oh man, like this is uh, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I was just, you know, the, the ball was flying around. I was out of position. I was taking too many touches, and you either learn really quickly or you don't get, you know, you don't get another call back into the camp. So it's a, you know, it's a tough. It, it's a uh, pretty cutthroat world. It's really tough. Right. But the great part about it is the environment at the January camp is, is a perfect time to audition these guys because the stakes aren't very high. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask you, Kyle, you know, when you come into that January camp, and, and this is a question just for you specifically, do you really, 
you don't have time to sit back and say, holy shit, that's Brian McBride. Like, are you out that quick? Is that decision made immediately? You know, it's such a minute kind of thinking as, as they pick the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, I mean, and that's one of the reasons I, I, I said this January camp is going to be great for these young guys is they don't have the distraction of, you know, that, cha- that changes the way you play a little bit. You know, yeah. I remember coming into the, the camps and thinking, um, oh, man, you know, like it, it, you're almost self-conscious a little bit. Like, oh, I don't want to make a bad pass to Claudio Reyna, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. or, 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 or I'm forcing the ball into him because I think he's the man. You know, that, that kind of change. I remember going into the camps and, and that's changing the way I played a little bit because, you know, you see these guys that were, po- you know, on posters on your wall that now you're playing next to. You, you very quickly need to sort of shake your head and be like, all right, dude, I, I deserve to be here. Uh, that might be Claudio. He might be a badass, but you know, I, I'm 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 a good player too, so I'm gonna play how I normally play. So right. I think it's good that Landon and and uh, you know some some of the other uh, some of the other guys like Clint, who who obviously he's, he's you know he's a younger guy, but uh, a lot of these guys look up to him. You know, those guys not being into the camp, um, I think is good because these young guys can just look around, see a bunch of new faces, and just say, "This is my opportunity to shine. I'm gonna go for it." And then you know, if they get the shot to go back into one of those camps when Clint and Stewart and uh, and Landon and uh, Tim Howard and all those guys are there, you know, that'll be that'll be uh, the test on whether or not they uh, can get it done when all the big shots are in there. Yeah, it's um, it's really refreshing to hear for for us. You know, looking at the other side of the railing, you know, as supporters and as a supporters group, you know, January camp for us is brutal. But with your insight, you know, to kind of watch those things and see how these kids react to, to the situation they're given to, you know, I'm kind of pumped for it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. You know what, you know what I love about debuts? And, and it's tough because it's like, uh, you know, it, it, it's like anything where you're watching someone trying to perform who who's getting their first shot at it. You know, it's a little bit nerve-wracking for them. But, but literally these January camps, if you think back to all the January camps through the years, have created stars. I mean, there's there's been guys that have come out yep. and in their first opportunities with a U.S. jersey, just from the start, looked like they belong, you know, and looked like they, they they were just born to play at the international level. They get the speed, they get all the nuances about how the game changes when you're playing uh, at the highest level that the game's played at. And then also, there's some guys that struggle a little bit. So it's fun to see. Uh, it's fun to see. To, to wait and, and find out who's going to be the one, you know, who's going to be the guy that gets out there and just says, you know, screw it, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, you know, make a difference in this game, and uh, you know, you never know who it is because the most amazing MLS player could be the worst international you've ever seen. It's like such a yeah. weird. And if you think about, if you think about some of the MLS guys over the years that were absolute badasses, um, you know, Steve Ralston and Chung and and Precky and some of these guys that. We're just lighting up MLS, but for some reason, yeah, uh, you know, they, they, they never really lit up the national team. It's surprising to you. Yeah. So it's, it's fun to see who those players are going to be that are going to rise up and, and be able to, to really you know, make a statement in their first go at putting on a U.S. shirt. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the World Cup hosts that were announced? I don't know if, I don't know if you heard. They announced the 2018-2022 uh, <laughs> World Cups. <laughs> Hosts, uh, oh, did we get it? Yeah, um, we got it. Is that right? Look, look oh. it up on. Oh. <laughs> I just uh, got a telegram. Uh, we did not get it. Via Morse code, we found out we didn't get it, and 
<laughs> yeah, what are, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? You're pretty excited. <laughs> what do, what do you mean, think about that? Me, you what? What do you think about that? I mean, Russia and Qatar, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the easy the easy answer right immediately is, like, uh, I think we're a little naive to think that, that you can get a World Cup without spending, you know, without without buying it. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's really tough because there's a lot of passion and there's a lot of there's there's a lot of bias that I just can't control about what it would mean to have that World Cup in the United States because you know I think back to 1994 when you know I was you know I was I was a young kid but we didn't have a professional league I loved soccer but I had to seek it out and 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 you know watch it on Rye or watch it on on uh, Univision and right. and to see what the World Cup in 94 did for soccer in the United States it's it's where it is now it's probably this next World Cup that we have in the United States whenever it's going to be and I think they missed a big opportunity by not by not having it in, in 2022 uh, yeah. which would be to finally have soccer sit at the table with other sports in our in our sports yep. market, you know, and the number one sports market in the world, we had an opportunity to really push soccer into the upper stratospheres of of what sport is in this country, and it's just such a big opportunity. So I'm more disappointed than in that than anything else. You know, yeah. you could talk about. Um, you know, Qatar maybe not having the best bid, but spending a lot of money, and Russia the same thing. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to be happy for these guys because this World Cup changes lives, it changes countries. So, yeah. you know, it might be the, the biggest thing to, have to happen in that part of the country. And, you know, Muslims being, you know, one of the, the largest population in our world, if they get super psyched on soccer, obviously it helps. The game that we all love. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so I mean, after I after I you know punch a wall a couple times <laughs> and, and down a bottle of Jack, I can start to feel okay. Mm-hmm. What well, you mentioned that naivety, or as I pronounce it, naivete. That uh, <laughs> that, like that. Uh, we had. <laughs> yeah. That's so culture. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. That we had for uh, or by not getting the bid. Does that fall on Gulati for you, or is that? Uh, or are we just, you know, above, you know, are we above under the table dealings and we, we thought we'd just as, you know, earn it on merit? Does that fall on Gulati for you? Or does he, I mean, does he take the blame for that? Or does he stay on as the head of U.S. soccer for you? Yeah, I mean, I think Gulati, uh, you know, if, if you're the face of U.S. soccer and we've had a couple of, of you know, issues lately where U.S. soccer really didn't come out looking all that great, whether it's the Klinsman situation or whether it's yeah. um, whether it's this World Cup did. If you're the face of, of U.S. soccer, you've got to take a lot of that blame. You know, Sunil Gulati goes in and represents U.S. soccer as the first voice in any in any discussion trying to get U.S. soccer, uh, in, you know, a deal done. So. If a deal doesn't get done, as a as a businessman, as a as a uh, you know a head of whatever you're you're representing, you've got to be the one to put up your hand and say, you know, I I wasn't able to get this done for us. So, you know, I I, I looked at the presentations and I heard you know, I heard all the the talk and I spoke with Landon when he got back. You know, it's it's not easy and the, the tough part about it is the lack of transparency. It's not easy enough to point at one thing and say, oh yeah, like that's how we missed it. I think, you know, the the only easy answer I can give is 
you know, it's kind of like when we when we're talking about UFC and Reggie Bush and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, like some colleges are are, are cheating, but everyone does it because <laughs> if you right. don't do it, then you don't win championships and you don't get what you want. So I think we were naive to think we can't pay Reggie Bush to come join our team. You know. Hey, Kyle. A, a really good, a, a really quick question on that transparency. How do you feel that? Or what are your thoughts uh, about the, uh, you know, kind of the way that Sunil handled the hiring of Bob Bradley, you know, post-World Cup and, and really the U.S. fans having no clue what was going on and, and really no transparency whatsoever? Yeah, here, here, like here, here's my my problem. Um, you know, I know Sunil very well, and uh, I, I think he's an extremely smart businessman. He obviously has gotten where he is because he's smart and savvy. But I think the problem that we run into with Snell sometimes is, um, and I think this is why the Jurgen Klinsmann thing fell through, is Sunil, um is 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 very is is very interested in having his personality and his um, position be you know be one of the the things people are, are noticing and thinking about. Right. He wants to have stake in whatever is going on instead of being behind the curtain and making moves and getting U.S. soccer where it wants to be, he very much wants to be in the forefront. So the thing with Jurgen Klinsmann was more yeah. about Daniel yes having power and letting Jurgen know, I'm the man, not you. Yeah, um, exactly. That, you know, that's how we lost that whole thing. And, and you know, I think Jurgen would have been an unbelievable coach, but whether it's Jurgen Klinsmann, whether it's uh, Bruce Arena, Bob Bradley, whoever is going to be the coach, um, you know, Sunil Gawadi, I think, tends to say, you know, you guys are working for me, you know, I buck kind of stops here. And I, I would much rather see him do all the things he's amazing at, which is get deals done behind the scenes, be the businessman, and let our head coach of our national team be the face of U.S. soccer rather right. than the president of, of U.S. soccer. The, very, very well said. five-foot president, yeah. <laughs> well said, yeah. Uh, well, Kyle, thanks a lot, man. Uh, we're looking forward to January. As you say, you'll be down there. Uh, we would love for you to join us uh, at our pregame parties Friday night or, yeah, Friday night. And then before the game, we'll send you the information. Can we uh, get a guarantee yeah, from you cool. that you'll be there <laughs> right now? <laughs> <laughs> Commit immediately or this, will run, explore, or this phone call will explode. Run it by the that, fiance. The great part about – the great part about being reti- being retired uh, is is now I get to actually be a part of the drinking pregame. As a, hey, there you know, we the go. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we don't drink, but yeah, it looks fun. And <laughs> Kyle, there's only one entrance to Home Depot Center, Center, as far as the fans are concerned. So when you get there, jump out of the car, take a right, and go to the off-campus pub. Off-campus pub. <laughs> it's right on the corner. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, yeah, we really appreciate your time, Kyle. Seriously, it's uh, it's been great speaking, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Thanks a lot. Anytime, you guys. Thanks so much for what you guys have been doing for soccer. Thanks, Kyle. Kyle Martino. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> no, that was Kyle Martino. He's the man. That was uh, follow him on Twitter. He's a greater, great Twitter, Twitter, Twitterer, Twitterer. Yeah, Twitter. It's at Kyle Martino, correct? I believe so. K Y L E. Yeah, I'd follow him. He's fantastic. Yeah, really appreciate him having uh, some insight to the January camp. And for those who are going to January camp, come to our pregame, and you will meet him, evidently, because we forced him to come. Because we made him guarantee it on the phone. <laughs> oh, shit. Sucker. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. So. U.S. versus Chile. All right.
Last category. The last category. We're jumping back into our 2010 American <laughs> Outlaw Awards. We are unprofessional, and we did not finish. And this is how we roll. Most improved player of the year. Are you ready? Yes. Stu Holden for me. Oh, what do you got? Stu, Stu Holden. Holden. Yeah. <laughs> Damn <laughs> <Really>? it. <laughs> this sucks. This All right, let's change it. Most improved tweeter of the year. Ooh. Heath Pierce for me. See, I have a late entry. He only joined three weeks oh, ago. Oh, he's amazing. But he's I know what you're going to say. Fucking incredible. Jay Demerit. JD6 Merit or whatever it is. Yeah. He is fantastic. I'm happy on the tweet. that he retired and moved to Vancouver. <laughs> but God, he's retired. just spot on the old tweet box. <laughs> he's fantastic. Can we agree on that? God, he's, fan- he's, he's amazing. Oh, good guy. HP4's mustache is pretty good, but God, Demerit just came in <laughs> all guns blazing. That's a good you guys category. are agreeing way too much. I know it's today. terrible. I don't even like him. <laughs> you don't really. You, yeah. you hammered him in I prior do. podcast. I bet we. Get I, him I meant podcast. you, not Jade. Oh, Merit. I thought you meant Jade Merit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't like him either. Yeah. I like him. I do anything. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> All so right. You said I could yell "Go" and you would have a World Cup ring. <laughs> so go. <sighs> okay. You're shaking right now. <laughs> You're shaking. <laughs> I don't want to build it up. I just want. And we've all heard way too much about it and blah, blah, blah. I just need to say my piece. Go ahead and say your piece. I don't even know what you're talking about. <sighs> oh, well, for those of you who didn't hear, the World Cup, I guess we just did the interview and mentioned it there. But you probably heard during the interview that the World Cup will be in Russia in 2018. And yes. In 2022. <sighs> and it just really makes me upset. <laughs> I don't know. Get off your high horse. Why, Corey? <sighs> Get off your high horse. Why do you think you deserve it more than anybody else? I what the rant? No, or the, the World ha- Cup. The World Cup. Really? You, let me tell you why. Yeah, did you look really? at? Did you look at the fucking bid evaluation chart? We got tens. Why wouldn't we? We already knew we <laughs> no, would get You didn't tens. look at it because it wasn't ranked it? on a 10 scale. But if it would have, okay, we would have got a hundred percent. We would have gotten a fucking hundred percent. But you know what? They rank it on low risk, medium risk, and high risk, each category. And then they have an overall ranking. Yeah, we got Guess all what? low risks. Except for one. We had one medium risk. But the big but. thing that kills me is that and, – and, all right. If we lose to Australia, I don't go bitching like I'm doing right now. But we lost to fucking Qatar. And if you look at that chart, the overalls, there were two that didn't get low risk. Guess what two they were? Just guess. Pull it out of anywhere. I do not know. Russia and Qatar were the two that did not were not low risk. So why is there a vote? That's what I want to know. Is why they even put together this fucking document and they do all this money. So why are you reading into it so much? What do you mean? Why are you so worked up about it? If it doesn't matter, fucking ridiculous. Didn't matter. The the the. Evaluations over the last six That's years have so not stupid. mattered. It's because it didn't matter, and then we put together we we spent millions of dollars, and we got fucking Bill Clinton there, <laughs> and we had our president of our federation working his dick off for the last year doing nothing. What's in the box. <laughs> his dick. He took his dick out of the box to work on this thing for a full year, probably more than a year, and oh, spent all his time on it, and we never had a chance from day one, and if fucking FIFA would have done it like... I don't feel like that should be your fault. I don't know why you're it's so It's not my up. fault. Yeah, well, some somebody kicked your dog, and it was me. Oh, it was me. No, Damn it's it. just unbelievable to me, and, and this has all been said before, obviously. I know this is not news yeah, to anyone. this isn't news. The other thing that I think is underreported, everybody's heard all the shit that I just said. <laughs> 
Oh, you got some. You got some hot. No, spicy no. Salsa this has been reported as well. Heard. No, it's not. This is. I just think underreported. Yeah, it's all. You shinfo. said go, motherfucker. It's, you said go. It's all shinfo right now. Everything that's coming out of you is shinfo. <sighs> okay, yeah, it's all old news. Okay, but this I think is underreported in that. They released the Maybe because he doesn't have the internet. He has crumpled up pieces of paper in his pocket. He just found out that we didn't get the fucking bid. It says go fuck yourself on my piece of paper. <laughs> I bet it does. Since they released the voting totals, which, by the way, they told the delegates they would not do, and then they released, like, within six hours of the vote. If it were a legit vote, Holland, Belgium, and Japan would not have gone from round one, where there are four contenders... To round two where there are three contenders. Am I boring you? Somebody give me a time machine so I can come back to December 30th. Because right now I'm stuck on December <laughs> 3rd. No. Hear me out and shut the fuck up. Okay. Holland, Belgium, and Japan went from the first round of voting to the second round of voting. First round of voting had more votes than they had in the second round. How does that make any sense in any legit scenario? The only way someone would change their vote given less... <laughs> if- for the listener, if you could see the face Zach is making right now, the only way that that would ever happen is if you paid off two different, or you were paid off by two different countries and said, "Yeah, I'll vote for you," and you said yes to two of them, the and then you round. knew it'd go to two rounds, right. and so you changed your vote. You, That's there, what it was. Because you if, you're, your if it's a legit election, you go into the voting process thinking, "This is my country. This is who I'm voting for," and it doesn't matter how many rounds it goes. It go 50 rounds. You're going to vote for the same one because they're yeah, your but it's guy. Not like the president of the United States is voted on in rounds. <sighs> it doesn't matter, and you both and we both know it. I don't know if you're arguing or if you're agreeing. I can't even tell. <laughs> That's my po- po- poker face. <sighs> I'm sorry. Do you feel better? Do I you feel, feel better? a little. I, I don't like that you guys are smirking and laughing at me. This is not so you, fucking corrupt. And it's so obvious. I know. Yes, and, but the and we didn't is- even get into Seth Blatter's fucking comments <laughs> about how afterwards we thought or the Western Christian nations, quote unquote, were being or were being arrogant by thinking we deserved it. We fucking deserved it because it's obvious that we were the best cha- or the best countries. And uh, we could have <sighs> assumed they were going to new places. And said that that's the fucking thing that makes me so mad is that why do we spend so much money and so much time putting this together if they had this decide if that was the main the only criteria you're telling me you didn't appreciate the 10 emails a day from landon donovan <laughs> and the goat bit no i was like jesus landon donovan's emailing me this is awesome <laughs> my junk mailbox has never been fuller <laughs> what's his name oh i can't think of David Downs. Hey, this is Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I, I missed really the page. <laughs> I heard he died. I dropped my... Morgan Freeman? They reported that he's still alive now. Yeah, I know. That's just a joke. CNN... Uh, I did hear that. That is a funny joke. <laughs> I mean... Okay, never mind. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I feel Those better. following Twitter and CNN, yes. they get it. Okay. Yes. I, felt- I get it. All right. <laughs> I feel better. I don't. Uh, everyone's annoyed. For anyone, sorry, sorry about that. Behind the scenes, had to chime in real quick. <laughs> if anyone's still listening, oh, they are. And if you want to chat about it, my number is because <laughs> I could go all night back and forth. If you guys really want to sit down and talk with us, book a flight to Las Vegas, March fourth. Yes, through the sixth. Christ's sake. Because we have the American Atlas Rally, which is going to be unbelievable experience for everyone involved. To be, be fair, fantastic. Correct. All the things you said are correct. To be fair, it is going to be the best thing of all time. You are correct. This little outing in uh, Las Vegas. Huge outing. If you haven't heard of Las Vegas, 
It's a place that people go and they gamble. You do whatever you want. <laughs> what happens in Vegas? And you know what some of that stuff is? It's like meeting with Alexi Lawless. That sounds okay. It's listening to Grant Wall talk. Oh, the best or the best selling author about the Beckham experiment? Of the it, Beckham it, experiment? You know, a, a, a New York bookseller. What's it called? I don't read. <laughs> New York Times Can't bestseller. Read. New York Times bestseller. The very one? He's been on this show? <laughs> Sorry, Green. Oh, you mean you want to go to Vegas for a yes. weekend? And what day do you want to go? March 4th? March 4th sounds Sweet, because right I'm going for the American Outlaws rally. So you go to Vegas and you sit and talk with other U.S. fans about U.S. soccer for a full weekend in the greatest city in the nation? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, you can literally sit there and get hammered with all of us and learn everything to do in your city to kick some fucking ass. For a mere $200, which includes hotel? Two nights of hotels oh at Imperial God. Palace. Right on the Strip? On the Strip. That's almost unbeatable. This might be the best public service announcement we've ever done. <laughs> no, really, though, the, the rally is going to be amazing. We have tons of sweet shit planned. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. do public service announcements about things that just kick ass. There's no reason not to go for 199 bucks. There is no reason. We're going to have fresh gear. <laughs> We're going to come out supporting the team strong. One goal will have, we'll have a premiere on Strictly American Outlaws. Am I right in saying? Uh, just so support in general. It'll be sick. Regardless, support. They general. know what they're doing. The free beer movement is going to be there to we'll give a around. talk on blogging and kicking ass the and Shin drinking. Guardian will be around. Little the feet Guardian. charity will also be there. The little feet charity. Ugh, you and I will be there. Me and Corey. But don't will let be that there. turn you away oh, from not me. <laughs> we will be doing a demonstration of a live podcast where <laughs> we just do hand of justices the entire time and record and it. Not rec- oh, we will. Well, no. Okay, no. good. We'll just have headphones on and microphones, but they won't be plugged into anything. <laughs> this is kind of like this. It's like, uh, what's her name? Uh, that's not gonna. That's not gonna fly. I thought I had a reference, but I. Can't. It's from Family Guy. <laughs> Do you need the iPad to look it up? When, real they quick? That, when they have that chick on the red carpet and they're like doing interviews and they're like, "Your mic's not plugged in." <laughs> in my mind. Are you catching yourself now? Yeah. Instead he, of uh, just saying edit? Yeah, find yeah. the edit button. And, and do you like how he still told us that we wouldn't want to hear that story and it would be terrible for all our listeners, just, and then he still goes through with it? <laughs> I just want you to know that there was a root to the story, but there wasn't a seed. Yeah, so check it out. We are flying to L.A. in three weeks to watch the Chili Game. It's going to be a great time. So if you're in the area we'll or if you're coming out, we will see you all. Give handshakes, kiss babies. <laughs> Drink some beers, support check, the team. Check the site for details. Yes, AmericanOutlaws.com. Or you'll be the getting AmericanOutlaws.com. And you'll get some emails. And then March 4th is the AO Rally in Vegas. It's going to be a great couple of months here. There will be a U.S. game also in Cairo. Cairo. February 9th against Egypt. I checked flights, and they are very expensive. Very? Yes. Not in Zach's old price range. Now, am I right that in Cairo you can eat at Kentucky Fried Chicken and visit the pyramids? Yes. All in a day. Yes, you can. That sounds okay to me. Sounds great to me. And support the team. Anyway, it's right. uh, it's it's bowl season here in Nebraska. Talk to so me. We're going to go watch the Let's old watch. Huskers play Washington for the Wild third time in six months. So stupid. <laughs> it's a shitty, shitty bowl but game. But just like the AO rally in Vegas, we can gamble on it, so we'll watch it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Winkity wink, <laughs> wink, wink. That's how I'll get you gambling by the end of the day. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you again, Kyle Martino. We are out of here. Deuces. Holler.
the red and the white and the blue.